The Gatos and Chad Show. Brought to you by Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Happy, 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 happy Thursday. Welcome to the Gatos and Chad Show. We've got a lot cooking, man. We've got uh, no water in Scottsdale. Well, we're cooking. Sorry. We're cooking with we've water. Got, we've got no water in a neighboring uh, town of Scottsdale. So over the last few weeks, uh, we started to hear that, hey, guess what? Scottsdale shut the water off, and it is a neighboring uh, a town. It's uh, Rio Verde, correct? Yes. Okay. Foothills. So here's the deal. Who shut the water off? Why was the water shut off? Is there uh, Was this an avoidable situation? From the people, Chad, that we talked to, uh, it's the mayor of Scottsdale who, who made who made this decision, and we've talked to people who have got a porta potty outside of their house now. Uh, they're skipping showers. They're doing laundry at their parents' house. They're catching rainwater in their pool, and they're not flushing the toilets all the time. If you know what I mean. So this is what's happening. Whose fault is this? Because you know me, I like to blame people. I want to find out who you're this a blamer. Is. I like to blame. All right, is it is it the mayor of Scottsdale's fault? He said, you know what? It's the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. All right, let's talk to uh, the man who runs it over there, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, Tom Galvin. Tom, how are you today? Good, guys. Great to be back with you. Hey, good to have you on the show. All right, uh, Mayor of uh, Scottsdale says it's your fault. What do you think? (laughs) Well, I'd love to know why he thinks it's my fault, because uh, if the question is who decided to cut off the water, it was David Ortega. If the question was who created this artificial deadline of December 31, 2022, it was David Ortega. But if it was who found the alternative solution for Scottsdale no longer providing water, that was me. Um, I came up with the uh, solution last summer and uh, presented to the city of Scottsdale, presented it to David Ortega. Um, this is a plan that the private water company, EPCOR, would deliver water to the Rio Verde Foothills residents and then would pay the city of Scottsdale for that service because that's the only pipe that goes out there. Hmm. And the Corporation Commission, it's a statewide elected body. There's five members of that body, bipartisan group, Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. They opened up a docket last fall. Same thing, allowed EPCOR to come in and file an application. The only final piece that had to be done was for David Ortega to sign the dotted line to allow his city to make money off of this proposal that I made and he's blocking it, and he won't tell anyone why. Well, why do you think yeah, he's that's, blocking let's it? Let's get yeah. to the real here. The, why? There's got to be who who did something to somebody, mm. and why did that all of a sudden get taken in such a way? Well, I'll show you. Well, I'm not going to speak on his behalf, but I want to tell you, because I'm trying to look forward. If there's a problem, people who serve in elected office should be working together to solve that problem. And I have to say that on a bipartisan basis, where they're working people at Maricopa County, at the Corporation Commission, um, private stakeholders like EPCOR who volunteered and stepped up and said, hey, we'll give these folks water. And frankly, a few Scottsdale City Council members who said, yeah, fine by us. Um, but no one can get inside the head of a guy who right before the deadline was taunting folks and said, I'm not going to be Santa Claus. That That is his word. Uh, he and I were both interviewed on CBS Nationwide National News back in October And the reporter asked him, he said, what's going on here? And he goes, not my problem. That is a quote. Um, And unfortunately, I think this is a black eye for Scottsdale, especially on the eve of the Super Bowl. We, you know, it's amazing how Arizona politicians just have a knack for giving Arizona a black eye. Uh, It was on page A1 of the New York Times on Tuesday. It was on the Washington Post over the weekend. Yesterday, I saw it on the BBC. 
absolutely ridiculous. You know, I, I worked in the private sector. I've only been a supervisor for one year. But when you work in business, you have a fiduciary duty to your company and to your shareholders. And I see it the same way um, as a government official. We have a fiduciary duty to our taxpayers. And why is David Ortega rejecting a deal that his city could make money off of and gets him off the hook of delivering water to these folks? It just makes absolutely no sense. All right, we're talking about how Scottsdale's cut off the water to a neighboring town, and Tom Galvin's joining us over at the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. What's the solution now? Because we've talked to a couple different residents, and it's just we're going to try and conserve water. And, and I said it like yeah. this: I'm like, it's like uh, it's like uh, it's like APS shutting down the air conditioning. Uh, in parts of, of Arizona during the summer, which, by the way, they don't do. It's like being right. back east and, oh, your heating company. Yeah, we know it's three degrees out, but we're going to turn your heat off. So this, yeah. is, this, is, this is absurd. Uh, so what is the solution like this very second? Because, you know, you came up with a solution that sounded pretty good to me, and they could have went yeah. along with it, but it looks, yeah. like, it looks like there's no long-term solution. What are the, what's the short-term solution to get these folks water? So, yeah, the long-term solution is that EPCOR has filed an application. The Corporation Commission's working on it, but that's going to take a couple of years because this deadline was announced only 13 months before it got imposed, and there's only so much you can do, right? Right. But this interim solution is what I propose is is where we are in this situation. And so, um, you know, no pun intended, but you 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 can bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. It's just the pressure that has to be brought to bear on David Ortega. As a county supervisor, I actually represent all of Scottsdale, and I represent the Rio Verde foothills. So what I've tried to do is a balancing act here and try to figure out what's a win-win for both communities. I represent Scottsdale. I'm not trying to go against the city of Scottsdale here. In fact, no one argued, not even the folks at Rio Verde foothills, argued against the city of Scottsdale cutting off the water. They just told the city, hey, we found an alternative source. You know, let us have it. And so now he's provided that stumbling block. Now, uh, you've heard in the news that a lot of these folks have now sued the city. That's unfortunate. He's rejecting a deal where the city would make money, but now he's caught a lawsuit. Um, you have people now having to go to Fountain Hills, to Peoria, to other areas to find water. Water is a vital resource. You still need water to drink, to take a shower to feed your children, to feed your elderly parents. That's what I'm concerned about, guys, is an impending disaster. What if, God forbid, there's a fire or people lose their lives or these families run out of water at the end of the month because they're able to fill up in December 31? For what? For what? For no reason to play some sort of game of chicken or to be sadistic or to play politics. And you cannot play politics with people's lives, especially when it comes to water, and especially when it comes to water in Arizona. What would he say, like, because you said, you're bringing him the opportunity for the city to make money, that, you know, they presented alternatives, and he said no. Usually you expect the reason we're not doing this is, while it may make us a little bit of money, long term it's going to hurt us. Is there just been, now? I'm not doing it because, I don't know, somebody on the other side hit on my wife or something? I'm just trying to put this together because it feels more personal than political. Yeah, it, it probably is, and there's no, I'm never going to speak on his behalf. I will tell you this, to be fair, he has complained about development of the Rio Verde foothills. And, you know, a lot of people have concerns about what is called wildcat lot splitting, yeah. where people are able to split subdivision, um, split into five-acre lots and build homes out there. But I share those concerns. And, in fact, I've been talking to legislators because the county is constrained by state law, it's the state legislature that established that law. So if he has a beef with homes being built up there, 
then he and I could go down together down to the Capitol and we could call on state legislators to make some needed reforms. And I think that has to be done on a, on a micro level. But in terms of the real Verde Foothills, guys, this is only 500 people. There are 4.5 million people in Maricopa County and rejecting and blocking the delivery of water to 500 people has now caught national and international headlines for the city of Scottsdale for no reason. Um, Even if he thought, hey, I don't like the fact that they're building homes out there. Well, the proposal has that you cannot deliver any new water to these folks after January 1, 2024. And I think that's what's beautiful about this elegant plan, that if someone asks builds a house and asks for water in January 2nd of next year, no dice, can't happen. And I think that addresses the concerns that Scottsdale had about the development out in this rural area. But at the same time, there are 500 people who had water cut off to them. And this is not about Arizona running out of water. We obviously have a lot of issues involving the drought, but this is what I consider to be an allocation of resources. Let's just move the pieces around, get this done get it over with. It never should have been a story in the first place because this could have been locked up in September when I hand delivered it to him. All right. Last one for Tom Galvin, uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Scottsdale's cut off the water uh, to a neighboring town. I'm trying to get in the mayor of Scottsdale's head. I always trying to get it yeah. into these people's heads and it's tough. Yeah. So everything yeah. I've heard from you, everything I've heard from residents, I'll just throw this out. Is his end game to get people to leave Rio Verde? Is, could that be? Uh, could that be? Is it, he buying up land? I, I have no idea. I'm, just, I'm grasping for straws right now. So does yeah, he I'm want it? Go ahead. I'm picturing Doctor Evil here from Austin Powers. You know, yeah, twirling. You know, it's just. It, it, I don't know. I really don't know because I don't understand why anyone would reject the no-brainer. City of Scottsdale said that their issue is delivering water to these folks. Fine, great. I told the mayor I'm going to take the baton from you. Let's figure it out. In fact, the county doesn't even have water. Maricopa County is not a water provider. Maricopa County doesn't have a water company. Maricopa County actually doesn't have water rights. But I just saw a vacuum of leadership here, and I found these people just in a desperate situation with a looming deadline over their heads, a deadline that was imposed before I even got uh, appointed to the Board of Supervisors. And I said, I will try to figure out a solution, because one thing, guys, you are not going to hear from him is a proposed alternative solution. You just haven't heard it. You're right. You're right. Tom Galvin, uh, Maricopa County uh, Board of Supervisors. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for all the info. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Uh, yep, you too. Galvin is a guy, uh, along with a lot of the members of uh, uh, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, they do look for solutions. It reminds me when I watch all my old westerns, when you have the guy that has all the cattle that tries to buy up all the land so he can defer all the water and nobody can get it. It reminds me like, I'm not, that's why I asked. Does, does the guy have a lot of land out there? I know. Uh, here's how we're going to help. We're just going to keep talking about the story and we're going to try and get answers. We've invited the mayor of Scottsdale. He's the only person that has so far not come on the show. We've invited, you know, half a dozen people to talk about this this week. We had residents on. We just had Maricopa County Board of Supervisors on. We've had a water expert on. Uh, we had, uh, Aquaman on. We've had everybody on. Aquaman was great yesterday. You can check out the podcast. Uh, where is the mayor of Scottsdale? He needs to be on the show, and we got to ask him, is it, are you sadistic? Like, like Tom Galvin just, just basically said that you are. Are you doing this in a statistic way? Are you really saying this is not your problem, Mayor? This is your problem, and you better get your sorry rear end on the show. Preach I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't just cut water off for people and not have a solution. So, again, if you're listening, we'll treat you fairly like we always do. You get a tough interview. Be a man and come on the show. Maybe if somebody cut your water off, you'd be pretty ticked off. Maybe maybe, maybe then we should you should go cut his water off, see so him come on our show. We'll give it back when you come on our show. There you go. 
It's not it's not that hard. No. But every mayor on the show when something big happens and you're the Scottsdale mayor, you're going to go and climb in your you hide in your basement. Come on, man. This is a big deal. There's there are people. They're not even flushing the toilets. And you don't have five damn minutes to come on the show? It's a stinky situation, this guy. It is. And you have it a really chance is. to defend yourself and get your message out. And he might have a... a it sh- might be real. It might be real. All right. Uh, we've got a homelessness issue, especially in downtown Phoenix. Uh, are porto potties the solution? Well, I can tell you what. There's a porto potties out in Rio Verde, unfortunately. Sure. Maybe he owns the porta potty thing. Maybe he does. All right, we'll talk about it next. Gatos and Chad show. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, let's check it out. KTAR.com, right side of the page. VP Harris in the Valley. She's going to highlight Biden's clean energy investments. What grade do you give her so far as vice president? A, B, C, D, or F? Uh, the number one answer at 69% is an F. Yesterday, we took... Racist! <laughs> well... Remember that guy? Yeah, yesterday we talked about it on Five Spot. We do it at 4.15. What we did was uh, we put five callers on the spot about about Harris. And we asked for Democrats. And uh, four out of five Democrats basically gave her a D or an F. We had one Democrat say what? A B, and we should be nice because she's a person of, she's a black woman. Right. And because she's a female and because she's black and she's not black. You shouldn't criticize her. You shouldn't criticize her. Well, that guy obviously doesn't listen to this show. We criticize everybody. I don't care what color you are. And what he just did is called racism. Because you're judging somebody by their skin, and uh, also you, you're looking down upon them as if they cannot essentially do anything for themselves. Can't speak for, for themselves, themselves. Yeah. can't stand up for themselves. Yeah. yeah. That's so ridiculous. It, it was silly. Um, so, uh, Harris in town. I know Becky Lynn's got uh, the news on, on that. She was in Tonopah, right? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a lot more on the water issue. Or thanks again to Tom Galvin. I mean, he told it like it was. I, I kind of believe him. Straight shooter. He's a straight shooter. We've had him on before. Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. This guy says, I had a solution. I was ready to deliver water. And all the mayor had to do was say, yes, it's good. And the city of Scottsdale would have made money off of it. And he said, no. And from, you know, the more we hear from people... It is it's 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 a move that's quite callous. If if you ask me, I don't know why. It's almost like is he enjoying shutting the water off on people? Well, I wouldn't know because he has refused to come on so far. I, I will say this, Mayor, in your defense, uh, there's always two sides to every story. Absolutely, I would like to hear what your side is because everybody's blasting you, and maybe rightly so. Or you might come on and go, okay, let me tell you my side of the story, and all of a sudden Let's everybody goes, oh, wait, wait a minute yeah. here, that's not what we were told. Let's learn something. Let's learn something. Yeah. But if you're quiet, unless your lawyers are gone, hey, we're in litigation, can't say anything, yeah. which is a great cop out. A lot of times when you're quiet, it means you're guilty. Or your lawyer said, shut up. All right, coming up next, uh, holding up the headlines. What is that? Well, at 3.30, Becky Lynn's going to read the news. You and I, uh, Chad, we're going to interrupt, react to the day's top stories. Be a little snarky. Snarky. Next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. 
It's 3.30. You know what that means. Time for us to hold up the headlines. With those headlines, here's Becky Lynn. It is an ever-present crime that turns persons into product. Today, Valley Human Services leaders met to prioritize tackling human trafficking by highlighting who's most at risk. KTAR's Colton Krolak joins us live from the News Center with more. Traffickers are looking for any vulnerability to exploit when targeting victims. January Contreras, Assistant Secretary for the Administration of Children and Families, explains Latinos are especially at risk. That could be immigration status, that could be language barriers, it could be poverty. And those things come together to make Latinos a high risk. Contreras is working to address how community needs can be met to help mitigate the crisis. Live in the News Center, Colton Krolak, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. I've got a friend uh, at a church, and part of what they do is they try and rescue uh, women who are trafficked. Uh, yeah. And it, part of it's in California, part of it's here, and they they literally have uh, people from the church on the street talking to people, saying, "When you're ready, call." And so that when they get that call, uh, they swoop in the like it's a full, in yeah, and and they save that that person. Uh, it Dangerous is because let me tell you something: very, when you're being trafficked like that. I don't know if you're aware of that. They look at you as a product, and they do not want to lose their product. Yeah, and the Super Bowl is coming to Arizona, and what does that mean? Prostitution. A lot of it, and a lot of those women are trafficked to do that, and it is always a problem at the Super Bowl, and you better believe the FBI, everybody, the police are on uh, on that. All right, we're holding up the headlines, Becky Lynn. KTAR, Eyes on Immigration. The vice president facing some criticism for not visiting the border while she's here in Arizona. Pinal County Sheriff Mark Lamb told Fox News the current condition of the border is the fault of failed White House leadership. This is caused by Joe Biden's policies and Kamala Harris's lack of of czarring Mm -hmm. down at the border whether in Texas or Arizona. Now, Kamala Harris is in Tonopah today to speak on clean energy. We're going to have a live report on that coming up. Lamb's right. Yeah. Uh, the administration doesn't care about the border. You know, the, the last the Trump administration did. The Obama administration did. The Bush administration did. The Biden administration clearly doesn't. No, I know. And she is the wrong person for this job. Right there, uh, Vice President? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Which is ignore the border, even though they said, with the Democratic mayor um, of uh, New York uh, New York say, hey, we need a czar for the, the, the border. And they're like, yeah, that's the vice president. He goes, how about a new czar? How about anybody else? <laughs> Holding up the headlines. KTAR, eyes on education. My goal is to increase learning and increase test scores. Our state's new superintendent of public instruction, Tom Horn, shares an idea that he thinks can help accomplish that. In an exclusive interview, Horn tells me he wants to require high school students to pass a standard test in order to graduate. By senior, they should be able to pass a sophomore level test. They get five chances once their sophomore year, twice their junior year, twice their senior year. This was required when he was superintendent a decade ago. It was taken away, and so teachers say to kids, do well in the test. I need you to do well. And the kids say, why should I? And they leave early or uh, one teacher told me they saw the kid just drawing pictures on the test sheet because it doesn't mean anything to the kids. Lawmakers would need to pass legislation to bring this requirement back. Rizal, the Satino KTAR News I would say when I was a kid growing up, we had to pass certain tests before you were allowed to graduate. And it's interesting. You go around in parts of this country, uh, uh, these kids, they're leaving high school with very little education.
education, and they're just somehow they got a diploma. We do need to have some. Hey, we can't send you out in the real world if you can't read. Uh, but I doubt that. Who knows if any of this is going to you know uh, pass, or we're going to get to this? Is it the worst idea ever? No, I don't think it's the worst idea. But you should have at least a some level before they say, okay, it's okay to go on. We're holding up the headlines. New today, Congressman Greg Stanton is not throwing his hat into the ring for the 2024 Senate race. No, oh, jeez. Stanton was among several other prominent Democrats assumed to be considering a run against now independent Senator Kirsten Sinema next year. In a statement, though, he says, quote, I've made the decision that now is not the right time. Gee, thanks a lot. Wow. Boy, 2024. We're already talking about 2024 is running for Senate. I, well, I don't want to talk about it. Do you want to talk about it? No, no. I'm, I'm. You know what? When it gets to the point where, right. where they really are, maybe, maybe 2024. When did people start having a uh, an announcement that I'm not going to run? <laughs> Couldn't everybody have that announcement? I've been, I haven't really thought about it much, but I'll make an announcement. Well, you that got, I'm not here's running. the sad thing is because everybody runs earlier and earlier, you're competing for dollars, so you're trying to get ahead of everybody, so you can get as many dollars as possible. By the way, I see all these polls for Senate. Uh, and cinema is always at the bottom. I don't believe a single one of those yeah. polls, not yeah. a single one. Anybody who lives in Arizona knows that she is not that unpopular here. Not even close. Not even close. I know some of you out there think she's the worst. I know some of you out there think she's the best, but she's not polling at 17%. That I can, pro- I can promise you yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I just, That's stupid. That is the dumbest thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Holding up the headlines. Well, the Treasury Department says it has started taking extraordinary measures as the government has now run up against its legal borrowing capacity of $31.381 trillion. Ooh. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen sent a letter to congressional leaders today urging them to act to raise the debt limit. Friction between the president and House Republicans is raising some concerns about whether the U.S. can sidestep an economic crisis. Markets so far are calm as the government can temporarily rely on some accounting tweaks to stay open. This means any threats to the economy are several months away, but this particular moment seems more fraught than past brushes with the debt limit. Yeah, there's. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but here's the issue. The issue is you've got this... 15 or 20 uh, Republicans who don't want to raise, refuse to be involved in this, we are going to make sure that this doesn't happen. And what happens is we'll default on stuff that we've already promised to pay for, that we've already received. So this, I'll explain it to you a little bit later, but this has a, normally they, you know, they, oh my God, this could happen. This is one of those ones where it could very, very well become an uncomfortable, ugly fight uh, that we haven't seen in a while. We're holding up the headlines. Some sad news for music fans. Singer-songwriter, guitarist David Crosby has died. Crosby was a founding member of two popular and influential 60s rock groups, The Birds and Crosby, Stills & Nash, later Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. His wife released a statement saying he had suffered from a long illness. David Crosby was 81. Wow, I had no idea that uh, normally I get all kinds of stuff that pops up and said that he had passed, but uh, uh, 81, isn't he Melissa Etheridge's kid or something like that, father? to Yeah, yeah. he was the father of that. Um, yeah, so, wow, he is, uh, is gone. Teach your children well. Rocking. 81's a good day, and I bet that guy lived some life. 81 he he did, years. I was going to say, he managed to live to 81, good for him. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. Yeah. yeah, for the birds and Crosby, Tills, and Nash. That's amazing. Rock and roll hippie Hall of Famer. Because <laughs> I, what I'm saying is, kids, there may have been some marijuana and stuff. There may have been some of, some of that stuff, yeah. Maybe.
That's another edition of Holding Up the Headlines. Every day at 3.30, Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt, react to the day's top stories. Sometimes snarky, sometimes very intelligent. More snarky, snarky though. Definitely more snarky. Next. (laughs) (laughs) They only pay me to talk. Well, you know what? Our productivity is already, we've passed that by. Hey, would a four-hour workday actually be more productive than an eight-hour workday? Next. Two more hours than you work. Us, by the way, you know, this uh, thing called the People's Turn. The one, the only. Are you ready for the People's Open? Guess what? We got something for you here. It returns to TPC, Scottsdale, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, tees off February 6th and runs through February 12th. Head to the contest page at KTR.com right now for your chance to win tickets. Plus, one lucky winner will get Greenskeeper passes. So when somebody makes a hole-in-one and they throw 40,000 beer cans, <laughs> you got to go out there and clean it up. Yeah, it's a place where almost nobody goes to watch the golf. It's people watching. People go to watch the golf I know, the I first it. day and the last day. Okay. The other two days, yeah. it's all about the drunks. Well, what it is. It's all about the what? The drunks. Oh, okay. I thought you said drugs. Yeah, the other drunks. We're like, okay. somebody's going to get naked and we're going to watch it. There's no doubt. People have seen, what are they? Remember that one guy? He was streaking through uh, one of the holes and, and you're looking at that guy and like, put a pair of pants on, dude. Yeah. Uh, it is a party. What do you think this is, San Francisco? <laughs> it's, it's, it is it's a, like one of the only spots where the cops give you breathalyzers for fun. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The people out there, how drunk am I? Can yeah. I point a point oh eight? Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and the great, here's the great thing about the Open, though. Um, you got a cab. You got Uber drivers. You got Lyft. They're all lined up. They're all ready to go. Yeah. Don't get in behind the wheel drunk. Please don't do that. You, you don't have to search. This no, isn't one of those things. Easy. And go there knowing we're telling you this now. Go have fun. Take somebody who's not going to drink. Yeah. That's great. But go there knowing you're going to drink. Yeah, you are. And don't drive, please. Yes. Okay. Um, couple things. In a few minutes, you're going to hear a little bit from uh, Tom Galvin, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. We know that Scottsdale's cut the water off. To a neighboring town. We put residents of this town on the air throughout the week. This was completely an avoidable situation. And Galvin's going to tell us why it is the mayor of, of Scottsdale's fault. And he even used the word sadistic. Yeah. Okay. That, that's strong language, man. Yeah. Them so fighting words. Yeah. That's coming up uh, at about 4.05. Uh, what time do we go on the air every day? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. What time do we actually hit air? 2.05. Okay, uh, we hit a lull, apparently, according to this new research, at 2.06 p.m. <laughs> so we have one minute where we're rocking and the rest of it's... Oh. Yeah, according to a new study, uh, we, as human beings in offices, hit our most productive stride at 10.22 a.m. each morning, start the slump by 1.27, and we're in the turlet by 2 o'clock. <laughs> what do they call that? Isn't there a phrase for that? Well, it's an afternoon lull, right? You afternoon to, lull, yeah, right. You know, you know, I mean... The, yeah, I mean, that's you when you got to get your your after lunch, right? You come back and you just kind of trying to restart. That's why you got to have some, you know, your cup of coffee or so, or a monster or something right around two o'clock. That's one of the things they say is a big thing that helps people going for a walk outside, a cup of coffee, maybe some tea, something like that, something that gets you moving a little bit. About water in the face, water in the face, is some water fantastic. in the face, fantastic. So, what are some of the issues? Okay, spending too much time in front of the computer, 27% say that's a big thing that they struggle with, with productivity. Interrupted by colleagues, 24%, and not taking enough breaks around the desk where they just kind of get to a point where they're not really doing anything, but they're still sitting in their cube, their veal crate. Yeah, 
I've, I've always said uh, there, there are people who work really, really long hours. But I, I always ask, do they work smart? Yeah. Because you can work smart, and if you do that, you can work less hours. It's not you know, feasible for everybody. No. But, but working smart, I always thought, is better than working really long hours. Because if you drag work it. smarter, not harder. Yeah. If you drag it, uh, you know, if you're dragging and you're just keep, you just, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going, you're not, you know, there are consequences to no breaks. There's consequences to putting in a 13 hour day. You might be able to do it in 10 if you, if, you know, if you really put your mind to it. It's not the amount of hours, although your hours, I've never seen anybody but here's so, the thing. so crazy, but well, this didn't bring this up. Hmm. If you love what you do and the people you work with, guess what? Work doesn't suck. Right. It doesn't. It, it, no, it's true because everybody's been in a job that they don't like and the hours drag by. And then you kind of take that home with you. If you're in a job that you don't like, maybe you don't feel you're, you're being treated right. You're not being paid right, even though all of us, 100 percent of us, well, we deserve more money. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a job where maybe your boss is just, you know, like, you know, like just, our boss. Oh, yeah, he's oh, just I mean, the worst. Just all over you. And then you're just like, you got to block him on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or, but, you know, where, yeah, again, you you like you dread like that f- Sunday afternoon when like the last football game's over. You're getting ready to eat. Meal is starting, you start getting the, oh, God, oh, God. That's awful. That's where, awful. That, that's an awful feeling. I've never felt that. No. Um, and I feel lucky that I've never felt that. You know, my, I, my wife was a teacher. She felt that because she had so much work to do. On the weekends, before going in on Monday, that it would cause her stress. Yeah. Because if you have, you know, a lot, I'll just put it this way. Listen, when I leave the show at 6 o'clock on Friday, I check out. Yeah. Because I I don't feel like I could do a good show the next week if I don't get my brain to rest. There's a lot of bad crap that we have to talk about in this show. And I'd like to check it at the door at 6 o'clock on Friday. Uh, so you can come back on a Monday and feel a little bit refreshed. Refreshed and be able to hit it, you know, at 206 when we're hitting that lull, apparently. See, that's the beauty. <laughs> you guys are hitting a lull. We're bringing you up. That's we're what bringing we you up. That's what we do. Right. By 520, we're back in your lull zone. We're fun. Deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm talking Abs- about? Just deal with straight in your face, deal with it. Coming up next. Coming up. Scottsdale is a place that we know. <laughs> they have cut off the water to a, uh, a neighboring town. Uh, is the city's mayor being smart or callous? You'll hear about that coming up next.